0: Welcome to San Francisco City Insider, the San Francisco Chronicle podcast on the people and politics making headlines in the city by the bay. I'm Dominic Fracassa, a City Hall reporter for The Chronicle. For nearly two months, San Francisco's eyes were fixed on a small parking lot on the Embarcadero, the proposed site of a 200-bed navigation center. The proposal, championed by Mayor London Breed, was met with swift resistance from waterfront residents who expressed deep concerns that a big homeless shelter would turn their neighborhood into a dirty and dangerous place. After months of bickering, the city agreed to move ahead with the project, and opponents have threatened legal action to block it. I sat down recently with Jeff Kaczynski, director of the city's homelessness department, to talk about what unfolded on the waterfront and whether such a big emphasis on shelters has distracted the city from its housing needs. Our conversation is coming up after this. Now, a conversation on the controversy over the Seawall Navigation Center with Jeff Kaczynski, director of San Francisco's Department of Homelessness and Supportive Housing. As Jeff will tell you, there's always opposition from neighbors to propose new homeless shelters. But I asked him if there was anything unique about the opposition to the Seawall Center.
1: A few things that were memorable or make this different. One is Mayor Breed's uh, willingness to come to a community meeting and listen to uh, people from the neighborhood. I, I've never, uh, in my career of doing this since um, you know the early 2000s, have seen a, a mayor show up at a community meeting. Uh, I think that uh, some of the compromises that were made with the community um, were were substantial, and I know not everybody will agree with that, but I think that that was uh, you know definitely notable. And I will say some of the the testimony that I heard. Um, really stuck in my head uh, one woman who said uh, this is an, you have an opportunity to save one person's life and what a, an honor and wonderful opportunity that is that really was was very touching to me and it uh, had the added benefit of being true
0: hey, i guess it's important to also note that the story is not completely finished the opponents have you know vowed to press their case in court and we're waiting to see what that looks like um, now obviously navigation centers and just in case anyone's listening who's never, Who doesn't know what that term is? I mean, I've described them often as homeless shelters where people can stay around the clock, where they can eat meals whenever they want. Um, It's more permissive around the three Ps, right? They're partners, pets, and possessions. I mean, they offer on-site services. Do I have that right? Am I close with that kind of definition of what they are?
1: I think you captured it very well. I like to refer to them as shelters as they should be. Uh, We shouldn't be you know, mythologizing them as, or, you know, magic that they're going to suddenly, you know, solve all of our problems. But I will say there's clearly a need for additional shelter uh, in San Francisco. You know, whether we call something a, a shelter or transitional housing or stabilization bed or whatever you want to call it, I think moving forward, uh, regardless of what we name it, this is what, you know, a shelter is going to be like a well designed, uh, client-centered, um, more humane approach to providing people with temporary assistance, you know, with the services on site that help people achieve their goals of, of moving beyond, beyond homelessness. But I, I also just want to jump in and say, you know, I, I think people often, you know, forget that, you know, the city has over 2,600 uh, temporary shelter beds, uh, about 550 or so or navigation center beds we have a wide range of service that ranges from you know beds that are only available for one night or a mat on the floor all the way to uh housing that are temporary shelter you can stay in until until you get housing you know and we also have quite a lot of permanent supportive housing so uh, on any given nights uh our department is responsible for sheltering and housing over 13,000 uh you know human beings and in in a pretty complex system of care uh, of which navigation centers play an important part, but are not the only part.
0: I mean, navigation centers mean people are navigating toward housing or toward a stable living environment. And so I guess, whether we're talking about shelters or navigation centers, they're also temporary, right? In many cases, not all, but they're, they're, for instance, the seawall lot is a two year lease and maybe we'll get renewed for another two years after that. I guess my question is, do you worry that Intense focus on shelters has diverted attention away for, from the discussion about housing and permanent supportive housing?
1: Well, I mean, that's a good question, and it depends who the we is you're, you're talking about. I, I um, believe, uh, and, and no offense, um, but that the media is over-focusing on navigation centers for sure. I can tell you that uh, Mayor Breed and the staff at, at our department's um, you know, is looking at the whole, the whole board. When our department started, and we did a strategic plan, we identified that there was a gap of about 1,200 shelter beds based on the best data that we were able to come up with. And Mayor Breed announcing that we need a thousand more shelter beds or navigation center beds uh, was part of you know acknowledging that work that was done and and closing that gap. And I think that was important. I also want to point out to your listeners that Mayor Breed inherited. A situation in in which um, the city and county of San Francisco kind of careened from one extreme to the other, just, you know, only focusing on shelters or what were then called multi-service centers to then only focusing on street outreach and then only focusing on permanent supportive housing. And I think adding these thousand shelter beds helps put things back into balance because we went for much too long of a period of time without adding additional shelter into the system. So we're, we're having to play catch up right now, which is forcing us to you know, really focus on, on shelters. But I will tell you that uh, the mayor is also very focused and we are very focused on uh, prevention and diversion.
0: Keeping the people from becoming homeless in the first
1: place. Yes, it's preventing people from becoming homeless in the first place. And then if they become homeless to quickly diverting them out of the system. So they never even need to go to a shelter bed or permanent housing by providing one time assistance. Uh, there's all different types of assistance we can provide. But Mayor Breed is also, um, you know, focused very much focused on affordable housing and permanent supportive housing has been shown in uh, both policy and, and, budgetary and, and then now some charter amendments uh, that are going on to the ballot uh, you know around housing and I think it's important to note that she uh, proposed and 300 more units of permanent supportive housing uh, that were not in the pipeline previously uh, redirecting some of the or directing some of the era funds uh, towards providing permanent supportive housing so uh, long answer to your question I do think sometimes uh, the media um, and, and maybe some members of the public tend to focus a lot on navigation centers, uh, but there's a whole lot of other work going on. Uh, and that other work is, is equally important. We need to have a system that works and addresses situations at all stages of, of, their, of their homelessness.
0: I think my colleague, Heather Knight, has asked you this before, but it's been some time since then, so I think it bears uh, maybe a a revisit, and that is, if you had unlimited money and a magic wand, what are the things that you would want to address?
1: You know, well, if I had a magic wand, I think my answer now, having been in this job for longer and learning to not necessarily answer hypothetical questions, but also (laughs) I think that I've been in the job a little bit longer, and um, if I had a magic wand... I would maybe go back in history, uh, you know, in, in time and address uh, the racial inequity uh, that I think is a huge driver of homelessness. Uh, I would. And encourage Franklin or Del- Franklin Delano Roosevelt, when he passed a lot of really excellent housing policies to not also pass laws that allowed for segregation and redlining and, and housing discrimination uh, in order to get that legislation passed. Um, I would I would. Go back in time to 1978 and not allow the cuts uh to the department of housing and urban development to happen you know they've lost 80 percent of their budget authority and in, in in today's dollars since uh, 1978 all of these things are the drivers as far as bringing coming back to reality and not having a magic wand and and i do and i do live in a world with limited resources so it's not a um i'm gonna choose to not answer that question um because uh, we have limited resources, and I think that we need to be smart about how we use them. Uh, this is why the mayor has you know, wanted us to tweak a little bit the navigation center model to make it more sustainable, to get some cost effectiveness around how we deliver the services. And, and I think uh, the area that we really want to focus on is around prevention and diversion, uh, because we are doing a great job of housing and sheltering a lot of people on any given night. Uh, we really need to figure out Uh, what interventions are going to work to help uh, prevent people from becoming homeless in the first place. And it's not just eviction prevention. Uh, We also need to look at domestic violence and family mediation. Uh, What other types of short-term financial support can we provide? I think we need to look at somebody's mental health or substance use challenges affecting their housing and how can we you know have a rapid response team that comes in and ensures people don't lose their housing because if we don't slow down uh the number of people who are newly homeless which is you know approximately eight thousand people a year uh in san francisco or, or, or we are not going to be able to get ahead of the problem
0: I guess just one last question for you jeff and i know this is maybe not directly in your bailiwick, but it seems to me to fit into kind of the, the web or the network of housing and shelter and affordability, really, in San Francisco. It's like, where does affordable housing fit into your thinking around I
1: mean, I think it needs to fit into uh, certainly the cities, if not the states, and the nation's strategy around addressing poverty and homelessness. Uh, the number of unstably housed people in the United States continues to grow, and where you see uh, you know housing inequity occurring is also the places where you see homelessness uh, at its worst and whereas in San Francisco uh you know it's a lot of damage has been done in terms of um you know not addressing these affordability issues um and you know large numbers of evictions uh but it's it, it's and it feels overwhelming and I appreciate the mayor uh you know and the governor stepping up and really wanting to tackle these issues because um, I, you know, I look at other cities that have uh, not only on the West Coast that are starting to have really significant increases in rent. And those are the places where you're also seeing significant uh, increases in homelessness. And, but I do believe that we can do better than what we're doing now with the resources we have and with the expanded resources that uh, Mayor Breed has put into our budget. I think it's going to take a little bit more time for our strategy to, to take hold and be successful. We're a relatively new department and our strategy is you know, really only been operational for about a year or so. Uh, but I do believe we're on the right track, not because of uh, some sort of um, just sort of unfounded hope. It's because I've seen success, what success looks like in other communities that have had major reductions in homelessness uh, without necessarily tacking the affordable housing issue, but just really by focusing on this issue. And I think we are doing our best to replicate uh, the success that other communities have seen here in San Francisco, we have amazing and wonderful nonprofit providers and great programs here in the city. Uh, but we never really had a system to tie them all together effectively, and that's what uh, the mayor has uh, insisted upon, uh, along with accountability, and that's what we are working every day to do. But it's going to be, you know, some more time before we're able to uh, start seeing the, you know, really see a significant uh, improvement. Uh, in in how San Francisco is addressing the problem. But I am optimistic that we are we are going to get there.
0: My thanks for Jeff's time in joining us. You can read all of our City Hall coverage at sfchronicle.com and follow me at Dominic Fracasa. San Francisco City Insider is part of the San Francisco Chronicle podcast network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief, and Dominic Fercasa is this podcast's producer. If you like this show, please subscribe and give us a quick review wherever you get your podcasts. Support San Francisco City Insider and a lot of great journalism with a print or digital subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.